From time to time, topics pop up that we have plans for a full redirect episode, but that our audience also deserves a quicker heads up, so to speak. With that in mind, we're introducing a Cliff's Notes version of these topics to be followed by a redirect episode. We're calling these BTW with Black Truck Media and Marketing, as in, oh, by the way, we promise to be a brief pit stop in your day, just about 10 minutes, and then we'll be gone so that you can move forward with quick takes and confidence in the digital space. We'll be back later to deliver all the details you crave from our team. Welcome to this episode of BTW with BTM. I'm Jason Dodge, CEO and founder of Black Truck Media and Marketing. Welcome today on this episode with Riley Holbrook from the Black Truck team. Hey, Riley, thanks for joining me. No problem. I'm happy to be here to talk about this uh, Robots TXT files. Yeah, so ro- Robots TXT files as it relates to Shopify, the the you know kind of widely used e-commerce platform, uh, like one of the largest, I should say, most used e-commerce platforms that, that most people should be uh, aware of. Uh, they're finally, after actually years, allowing uh, individuals to make edits to a robot's TXT file. So that's something that we wanted to jump on first and foremost. Like, let's discuss. What is a robots TXT file? Like, let's define those for those not involved in, say, technical SEO. And even those not involved in technical SEO, we should we should kind of preface it with. I mean, robots TXT file stuff is is fairly should be fairly basic at a technical SEO level. Um, but really, it, it's to help a search engine really understand exactly what pages of a site they can access. That's that's really what it boils down to. Mm-hmm. If you want to check. You can really do this publicly because it needs to live in the public file structure of any site. You can go to examplesite.com forward slash robots.txt and you should be able to see that that data, that information there, uh, which is which is good and bad depending on what you're you know what you're looking for uh, from a potential competitive uh, perspective. But um, yeah, so there, quick intro on what is robots.txt file. What's your take on it, Riley? With I think with Shopify kind of a- allowing this from a-, a CMS platform, I think for them it's been a long time coming. There's been a lot of individuals who have kind of definitely jumped on a pedestal and said, "We need this. We want to edit it. Why can't we control it?" Uh, well, I think it's really um, huge because Shopify has become such a massive giant um, mm-hmm. in the industry. Especially since the pandemic happened, more and more e-commerce businesses are are happening uh, online, and more brands are are switching over to Shopify. Uh, so it's ever so crucial that site owners have the ability to to have a say in how search engines crawl their site, um, and to do it in also a pretty simple fashion as well. Um, Shopify is giving numerous tutorials and tips and tricks and on how to do it. Um, get into the robots TXT liquid theme template. I'm mm-hmm. uh, not going to jump too much into that. <laughs> all the nitty gritty details there, um, but it's uh, it's been a long time waiting for this. Yeah, and, and Shopify's already uh, put out some good information on how to access and edit the robots TXT file in, in what is known as like the robots.txt.liquid. Um, that's where you're going to be looking for, and we'll link to that in the show notes. So so check it out it on our site. Um, but really, like, what what is an individual going to be able to edit? Why is it important? Uh, that type of thing. Let's let's chat about maybe more so why is robots.txt file editing important? Because um, I already know that that's probably what you're gonna <laughs> what you're gonna toss out here. Mm-hmm. Um, is it more? Is it 
from your perspective and kind of what we had talked about earlier when we first caught this, you know, really, why is it important? Is it just strictly prioritization or what's, what's your take? Well, I mean, anybody can, you can allow or disallow certain URLs from being crawled. So if you have content on your site that necessarily don't want to be found on the internet, um, and you want to prioritize more content, uh, to be found, then it's just going to give Google, um, and therefore users, uh, a better chance to find your content and crawl that and digest it easier and produce out good search results um, in, in Google search results pages. So that's that's a good example, pages. right, yeah. of, of allowing or disallowing more or less certain URLs from being crawled. Mm -hmm. uh, the other side would be um, you can block certain crawlers. So so especially when, when you get, I think, into the performance tuning side of things, when you say we talk about the subject of, of crawl budgets, I think that's for a whole other lengthy discussion that we can't get through in, in you know, 10 minutes or less, but um, blocking certain crawlers. Perhaps crawlers are continuously eating up budget or there's crawlers that are of the spammy variety that you really don't care about. You're, um, maybe they're known, uh, other known web scrapers and things of that nature that come off as crawl bots that are crawling a site, especially important in an e-commerce world yeah. where they're pulling more or less what they're trying to do is pull your catalog feed. Might I, I and don't quote me on that, but that that type of stuff happens where they're pulling your. It's not a catalog feed, but it's a content scrape, and and if that is a bot that continues or a crawler that continues to hit that site, and you're able to kind of sniff that out, this is one level of defense I, I should say to try and, and block that. Um, what are a couple of examples that that come to mind when you and I were chatting about it? Uh, uh, a good example that comes up is um, a lot of brands who are going to be doing e-commerce are going to be using influencers and um, maybe have a landing page or pages with, with massive offerings on that. And maybe you don't want that to be found on the internet as easily. Um, and you want those pages to be strictly used for uh, an Instagram influencer to be um, posting on their Instagram. Um, so we can easily go in and, and make sure that they're not getting crawled and not being found. Um, that's one example that comes to mind. Um, other examples are, um, the the eyeshadow. Oh yeah, yeah, company, yeah. For example, yeah. Uh, let's say if you have a a main page that's out there, and it's an, it's an eyeshadow page, for example, and you don't want that. Just say if you have a a a ten twelve well palette, your your biggest mm -hmm. seller. Mm -hmm. You don't want that to be being found on the front page of the internet. Yeah, you do, but you want your other eyeshadows to give it some love. Yeah, so we can prioritize that main eyeshadow page to come up rather than that. So what you're, what you're saying, I, I get, I get what you're saying in that, in that regard is we, we're not saying like, Hey, don't, don't crawl this. Exactly. We're, we're placing priority on the types of content that we might want crawled before another piece. Yep. And I think, I think that's yeah. probably a really good example. I like the example of if you're doing influencer marketing and you have those select like promo offer code type pages that you straight up do not yep. want like, you know, anyone and everyone can get that. I, I often joke, I call them like the retail me knots of exactly. the world, right? Like everybody's looking for a coupon code. Yeah. Well, that's something that's either super time sensitive, it, you know, it has some end date or something to it, or it's just, again, it has exclusivity to it. That that you, that exclusivity. You, yeah, you don't want people to find, um, definitely, definitely wouldn't want to do it uh, or, or have it have it kind of be, I would say, out there in the in the ether. Um, so when 
You were going to ask yeah, uh, I, something, some additional question there, but jump in and mention how uh, important and crucial this is, and also um, how some brands could have some competitive advantage hopping on this early. Uh, this is still fairly, fairly new. Um, on Friday, June eighteenth, the CEO of uh, Shopify, uh, Toby Lucky, he he announced on Twitter this was a happening, and on Monday the twenty first, uh, here in June twenty twenty one, he he tweeted that this is live for everyone now. So if you're a Shopify site owner. You can go out there right now and start editing that file and prioritizing what URLs you want to be crawled. Yeah, I would, and I would say kind of to, to piggyback off of what Riley's saying too is like th- this is also one of those things in, in kind of closing, like proceed with caution, right? So as, as SEOs, we're, we're, we get very excited about having access to these things because it's, it's a feature that we've been asking for for years of, you know, why – a, can't I access it? And B, edit it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you definitely want to proceed with caution. It's it's something that you don't want to go in there and just start making a bunch of edits and changes to. It's It, it potentially can have far more impact, a, far, uh, a further reach than just say, oh, I added some source code on my site. It, you definitely can yeah. um, toss the search world in, in, in on your brand off its axis if you don't proceed with caution. So it's definitely something that while might be basic from a tech SEO perspective is something that you want to be very cognizant of and, and, and move with purpose as you, as you enter and, and look to make edits to it. So, um, but otherwise be aware of it. Uh, we'll definitely link up to some really great resources that we found uh, in our show notes and, uh, and hopefully this is helpful. So Riley, thanks for bringing it to my attention. Uh, and, uh, for jumping on. Yeah, looking forward to the next uh, BTW with BTM. All right. Thanks everyone for listening and until next time, good luck.